The K Jazz Show Sundays on Kofifi FM 97.2. The cover story features explores the life and times of our favorite artists, and we also get an opportunity to listen closer to their music. And every now and then, we even get to chat to them. Our featured artist this Sunday is born and raised in Havana, Cuba, and his passion for music burned brightly despite the numerous challenges, restrictions in his home country and the naysayers would otherwise discourage one. However, Alfredo Rodriguez was undeterred and his love for the piano persisted. And since then, Alfredo has graced numerous stages all over the world, earning Grammy nominations along the way, including performing on NPR's Music's Tiny Desk Concert Series, a true statement, you know, to his determination and resourcefulness. Kofifi FM, please help me welcome back to South Africa. Pianist, composer, and band leader, Alfredo Rodriguez. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for the beautiful introduction. And I'm very happy to be talking to you and your audience in South Africa, which is a country that I love so much. Oh, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. Let's begin, you know, um, because we've got a, a lot of people who've been following the music of Alfredo and some quite younger. So let's start in the younger days of you growing up in, you know, Havana, Cuba, a place that, you know, we see here as um, the Mecca of Latin music. You know, please do tell us about those days and how they inspired your love for the piano. Well, I grew up in a very musical family. My dad is a singer and then I grew up listening to his music, going to rehearsals and I remember always being on the side of the drummer. I wanted to be a drummer at first, not a pianist. So then my parents brought me to the classical school of music in Havana when I was six years old but I had to choose between piano or violin uh, because in order to be a drummer, I had to be 10 years old. That's the way that we do it in Cuba. Mm. So uh, then I I say to my parents, well, I just want to go with the piano, uh, having in mind that I will change when I am 10. Uh, but long story short, when I was 10 years old, I was you know completely in love with the sound of the piano. I didn't want to change anymore to drums and now I'm very happy about the decision because to be honest, the piano has endless possibilities. It's a beautiful instrument that mm. it can really be transformed into anything we have in our minds. So I'm just very happy to be, you know, a pianist and also obviously a musician. And that was the early life of how I started, you know, playing the piano and into music. Mm. You know, with the challenges, I think that you faced in the early days, you know, like practicing the scales on the dinner table, which I I thought that was quite incredible. A very interesting story. <laughs> you know, what kept you determined? You know, what kept you going in those days? Well, I mean, first of all, the love of music. I think, you know, sometimes we don't have the money or the tools. Uh, I mean, to get a piano in Cuba, it wasn't something that easy. So it was a little difficult. Um, at the beginning, I didn't have the possibility to have a piano in my house. So I had to find ways to practice and that was one of the only ways that I found to be honest just paint the piano in a table and just practice like that I mean uh, again you know it's, it's sometimes we have to be creative I'm not saying that that's a good way to do it because that's definitely not a good way to practice an instrument but I mean that was what my little child mind found yeah. <laughs> uh, that I could do something uh, to in order to practice and later I you know my parents brought a piano for me after the second year of school and then I had my piano.
uh, you know, let's 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 move on to this part. You know, um, you you you've performed in South Africa before. You know, in Cape Town and in Johannesburg, and you've also been you know to the North African country of Morocco. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that experience for you. How was that like? Well, first of all, I want to say something. I come from a country which we have so much influence from Africa. You know, we have like the Yoruba culture in Cuba is so strong. We have uh, many, we have had through the years a big transculturation, obviously, mostly from you know, from countries like Nigeria, Cameroon, Benin. But again, you know, Africa is in our blood. You know, our blood, the music that we play. It's like a mix between many things and obviously has the African influence so strong in our music. Um, so then for me, coming to Africa is always like very excited, to be honest. That's something that I will actually really like to explore more and more and go there and keep exploring, keep collaborating with artists from Africa as well and just keep incorporating all of those beautiful melodies, beautiful sounds uh, into my into my work. That's something that really makes me excited. And to be honest, you know, the, the Cape Town Jazz Festival, which I've been there, I think, twice, is it's, it's an amazing festival in the whole world. It's, it yeah. was a beautiful experience for me. Yeah. And I just can't wait to go back in the near future, I hope, and to play my new projects. And yeah, that, that would be amazing. Speaking of Cape Town, you know, um, I was introduced to your work through your 2018 project, The Little Dream, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite takes on a classic is Besame Mucho on that release. Uh-huh. I want to take, I, I want us to, you know, talk about the tracks Dawn and Vamos Todos Acanta. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly now. You know, which yes, have, you did. Which have a, a, a Cape jazz feel to them. You know, before, you know, mm-hmm. we had to the music break. Let's talk about these compositions really quickly. You know, I mean. Well, I mean, I mean, as I said before, you know, I've been very influenced by African music and I've been listening to African music my whole life. Usually traditional music, usually the folklore, the sacred yeah. music. I listen to a lot. I'm sure a lot of the elements are going to be featured in my music. I remember actually, well, I, I play with two other musicians. I mean, the trio it was uh, Michael Oliveira, which has been my man, bandmate since we were kids. We've been playing for more than 20 years together. And the other musician is from Brazil, Munir Hosson, but he has a lot of influence also from African music. He's been playing with many African musicians. And the three of us together, I mean, it's a mix, you know, like a Cuban, Brazilian, African, Caribbean jazz pop whatever explosion of many things so there are many there are always many elements of Africa in my music and that will be it will be like that forever because this is my blood this is who I am it's my heritage so yeah definitely the little dream has a lot of you know like influence uh, from from your on your continent so yeah
The K Jazz Show Sundays on Kofifi FM 97.2.
incredible dream, an incredible dream. I love that project, of course, very well tailored. So if I may add so myself, but we are chatting to Alfredo Rodriguez the Sunday, of course, he's our cover story from the album, The Little Dream, we've just listened to Dawn by Alfredo Rodriguez on the KJS show, a world-class Latin artist who's in fact worked with a world-famous composer and maestro, Quincy Jones, and that was in 2009. Tell us about that experience, Alfredo, beginning with how you got to meet Quincy in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it was um, in Cuba. Uh, a convocatory came to many Cubans. Yeah, everyone could apply to play at the prestigious Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland. It's one of the biggest jazz festivals. And the legendary producer, Quincy Jones, was there. And then we had all of us the opportunity to play for Quincy. It was incredible. And when we, when I finished my performance, Quincy came to me and he said, Alfredo, wow, that was amazing. I want to help you in some way with your career, with your life, your music. He didn't know that I was a Cuban living in Cuba. Uh, because he tells me that now, you know, later he told me so many years, oh, I, I thought you were a Cuban living outside, maybe like in Miami or something like that. He didn't know I was a Cuban living in Cuba and obviously knowing the political relationship between Cuba and the States, which has been broken That's for right. so many years and it's mm. very difficult to do a deal, to do anything. Uh, it was like that. It actually took me three years to make the hard decision of leaving my family physically away. I always say physically because spiritually I always has been with them, but physically I had to be, we had to set apart, you know, we had to be far away from each other for a long time. And and then I, I crossed the border. I crossed the border three years after that. It took me three years to make the decision. And mm-hmm. I crossed the border from Mexico, the United States, to start, you know, living my new life uh, with the legendary producer Quincy Jones. And very lucky for me, uh, now after almost 15 years living in the United States, I can say that Quincy has been my mentor for 15 years, yeah. the producer of my five, my six albums. And I mean, it has been like a beautiful journey of learning for me because Quincy, as we all know, is one of the biggest musicians of all time. Not only a musician, a producer, also like a composer, arranger. I mean, it's someone in the music industry. They have been changing music industry for so many times. Yeah. You know, that's what I always say. You know, they have been living. Quincy has been living for so many years. Yeah. And he has been living any new period, like music changes. And then Quincy is still there, you know, so... And uh, apporting a lot, you know, through new I generations. Yeah. And, you know, like it can be, you name it. Quincy, you know, is incredible. So I'm just very fortunate, to be honest with you. I'm very fortunate that I'm a young musician and I will be able to say forever that I work with Quincy Jones for so of many course. years. Quincy is timeless. I think that's the word you're looking for. He's timeless. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that cover collaboration, you know, Alfredo, earned you a Grammy nomination and had many followers of music exclaiming mm-hmm. and almost comparing you, you know, to the crispness of the young Bill Evans. I've heard the melodic in- inven- inventiveness of Keith Jarrett and the audacity and playfulness of Joey Zawanil. Of course, a touch of Thelonious Monk fused with your Cuban heritage. How have these artists, you know, all of that influenced your music? I mean, uh, I always say that I play what I live. So, I mean, anything that I'm living at the moment is going to be part of my music when I go on the stage, when I record a new album. So I've been, you know, I said that because obviously playing with people like Herbie Hank or, or She Korea or doing a collaboration with Quincy or with Esperanza Spalding and all of these people that I've been very honored to work with 
they have been influenced by music so much. You know, obviously, you know, this is like a life situation. It's not only about the music. It's about the experience, about learning, about listening, yeah. uh, and about sharing as well. You know, sharing where I come from. My, you know, I've been humble and honored to share the stage with so many people. So again, you know, I, I think it's a beautiful process that we need to try. At least that's what the way I do it because I always feel that collaborating with so many artists from all over brings life to my music, brings so many diversity. It brings uh, many positive things that I want to keep doing in that way. You know, I keep collaborating and keep, you know, learning basically. It's yeah. one of the most important things for me. Yeah. So, yeah, they have definitely influenced myself. Not only the musicians that I've been playing with, also my family, which a lot of people in my family, they don't know much about music, but they have been my educators. And I think that's very important equally because, as I said before, I play what I live. And what I live is not only music. I live many things during the day that yeah. influence my personality and equally then influence my music.
Jazz, Kofifi Jazz on 97.2.
course, Coffee FM. Spending time with the cover story artist for this Sunday, of course, his name is Alfredo Rodriguez, a Cuban pianist, jazz pianist at that. And we are celebrating his music and listening closer to that sound. And of course, getting to know him a little bit better here on the K Jazz Show. So Alfredo, it's 2023, you know, and you have a new project out. Way, your sixth studio project, which comes, you know, as a follow-up from 2019's duologue with Cuban conguero Berrito Martinez. You know, um, what's different about this project this time? Well, I mean, is well, the first big difference is that the last project that I did was only a duo. It was, you know, Pedrito is one of the best percussionists and singer, dancer yeah. that I know in my life. Yeah. And that's a project that I love so much. Uh, and we will keep doing more of that. But then this time I went a little more adventurous when it comes to bringing musicians. Uh, I mean, that this is like a nine-piece band and we have guests. It's the first time that I compose for a large band. And... The sound, you know, it was I influenced by a move that I did. I moved from Los Angeles to Miami. My family always has been in Miami since I, you know, since I went to United States. Then a couple of years after that, three years, four years after that, my family came also to the States and they are based in Miami. So I was in Los Angeles, very far away from them. I decided to move to Miami also because I became a dad. I have a daughter of four years old and I want my daughter. I wanted my daughter also to be close to the grandparents. So then while I did that, COVID came to the world. As we all know, COVID was something very drastic that we could not even like come outside home. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had to be isolated for so many, you know, such a long time for me. It was the first time that I was one year and six months not being on the stage. And then... I found myself walking the streets of Miami alone. Coral Way is actually the name of the street where I live. No. And then, yes, Coral no. Way is the name. Yeah, <laughs> is the name of the street where I live in Miami. So then that's what I decided to name the album Coral Way is because it was the street that I was walking alone for almost two years, not playing, wow. but thinking about all of this music and composing the music in my head. And then in my on my iPhone, I remember like, you know, like making a lot of voice memos with rhythms, melodies. And I was basically, you know, like composing the music while walking the Cutaway Street. And yeah. then that's why the album is called Cutaway. It's like a oh, celebration incredible. because I was thinking about the moment that we could right now, for example, that we could share again love with each other we could embrace culture again we could you know like hug each other through music yeah. uh, and also not not virtually anymore and we can you know now i'm playing a lot i am i've been like playing non-stop after that and i'm very happy to put cut away out because it was a a very different yeah diverse chapter of my life and i wanted to have it out now it's out now moving forward we keep playing and keep you know recording new music next year i'm very i'm very interested of course i've been listening to the album you know before you and i had this conversation you know i've been listening off air and i have to say Coralway is a very groovy project. It 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 channels influences of, of Latin pop, timba, salsa, bachata, tango, reggaeton, bolero, and and so many other and so many other elements that come together there. Let's talk about the creative process. You know, must have been one interesting one with all these these influences. You know coming at you as, as as a creative, and how do you channel them into one project? Well, as as I said before. Then I started composing everything alone, walking the streets of Miami, walking 
cut away. And then yeah. I wanted to do a project that it was like a celebration of my move to Miami, what Miami sounds for me. And mm -hmm. I feel I always I always say this Miami for me is like the in a way like the capital of Latin America. We have like many countries represented in Miami. You know, we have always like we obviously have the biggest Cuban community outside of Cuba in Miami. We have so many Venezuelan, Brazilian, Argentinian, Bolivia, Spanish, many it's a very extremely multicultural city when it comes to Latin America. So yeah. I call it like the capital of Latin America because a lot of people want to go there. A lot of people want to be entrepreneurs. A lot yeah. of people want to go there and invest their time, new life. They want to go there. So and I wanted to create a sound that you know like people can also feel connected to a different sound than what Miami is. Because usually when you think about Miami, you will think about Latin pop music or reggaeton only, yeah. like it's yeah. straight like that, because it's the mainstream music right now when it comes to Latinos. But I also have a sound, what Miami sounds for me. So I wanted to kind of like be in the middle of the both worlds. You know, I always have been in the jazz and world music world. And then I'm a Latino also. I, I've been listening to reggaeton and timba and salsa, bachata all my life. And that's something that I like also. Uh, mm. So I wanted to be like kind of like a crossover situation, like in the middle of those both worlds that people from my side, they could listen to the music and the other people from the other side, they can dance also to music that can be listenable and, and a little more thoughtful. Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of my goal with, with Cut Away and we are in that way. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, I love this conversation. I think very enlightening. And and I want to go go here with me, Alfredo. You know, the importance of, of preserving culture. You know, we've spoken a lot about the different, you know, uh, uh, elements that come together in the project, reggaeton, bachata, salsa, which is very indigenous to Miami and, of course, representative of the cultures there. Mm-hmm. How or, or why do you think? you know, in your opinion, it's important to preserve our cultures, you know, using the sound and using, using it as almost like a time capsule to preserve for, for our future. You know, what, what is the importance of that? Or how important is it to you? Well, I mean, I mean, uh, music, of course, is one of the main resources, one of the main ways that we can connect with people. So um, what I'm saying is like for new generation, for the kids, for my daughter, for my, you know, uh, my family, uh, the kids that are surrounding her, uh, I have like a, I feel that we have a purpose here, like a mission, being alive. And I think one of those is definitely be educators in some ways. You know, even to our friends, even to our parents, you know, we all educate each other. I learn from them and you learn from me. If your message is negative, it doesn't really make sense for me because I feel that the beautiful thing about life is just to be good. <laughs> I don't I don't find any interesting or any cool or any attractive when someone is doing something bad, when yeah. something does something bad for humanity or for uh, for anyone, I just you know neglect it. I just I'm, okay, I don't want to see that. So then I know that sometimes we are living a crazy moment right now, where technology also takes us in a way that you do something wrong and then it becomes viral because everything that it is wrong sometimes is attractive for people even though we criticize it we see it and Mm. we keep watching it and we give Mm. them uh you know trending uh so my goal is not that one my goal is to try to be trending with something cool and i'm trying Uh, i feel that music is my tool the best way that i have in order to communicate with my daughter with some kids with some people in new generation and that's what i try to do obviously you know, it's a, this is a free world and people choose whatever they want to see. People choose whatever way they want to go. Mm-hmm. And I prefer to go in the long way, but knowing that I am doing something good for society and humanity in the good way than just taking the shortcut ways uh, when I know it's something that is not going to be helpful and good for new generations. Fascinating, of course. His name is Alfredo Rodriguez, and he is on the Cage Show. We chat about, you know, everything music and everything in between. He is our cover story this Sunday. Alfredo, where to from here? You know, what's next for you? I am right now in Europe. Um, I was, well, I've been, to be honest with you, I've been playing since, I don't, this is like a... (laughs) never ending tour <laughs> I don't you know again yeah I have to be honest I know that I will finish and then I, I will have time with my daughter with my family um quiet time for me that I needed so much uh next year we'll go again uh even starting in, in January but this year has been crazy the second part of the year I haven't even like stopped because also we released got away and then since yeah. they're releasing We've been playing everywhere. We did like a 20 show tour in US. Uh, we went to Brazil and we played there. We went to, you know, like Europe, the whole 
July and August. And now I am in Europe again. I'm going to be healed the whole month of November. I'm coming back to the States to play some shows there. I'm yeah. going to India. <laughs> I was about to go to Israel. Obviously, I didn't go because the situation in Israel right now. But I am going to India in one week. I'm in Europe. I'm right now in Europe. I just finished 11 shows in a row. Yeah. And today has been my second day of not doing anything. <laughs> and then tomorrow, <laughs> I wake up at four in the morning again. I'm going to Serbia. So we are oh. playing tomorrow in Serbia. Extremely busy, of course. And busy is great. It means that that you're covering a lot of ground. And of course, you're sharing with the world the brand new project, which is Coral Way. Of course, may I ask, on behalf of the African continent, when are you coming down here again? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't even have words to describe how much excited I am to go back to Africa. Every time that someone tells me that I'm going to Africa, I get so excited. You cannot imagine. It's because the culture, because I feel home. Yeah. I feel very close to my culture, yeah. my people. And that's something that I will keep exploring. And to be honest, I, I just really appreciate the invitation when they told me that it was, a, you know, like a radio a promotion in South Africa. I say, yes, I want to do it. I want to do anything that is, you know, like uh, related to, mm -hmm. you know, like connecting with more audience, connecting with my people in in africa i just uh, to be honest with you i get so many messages on my wow. social media from african countries many wow. people many great mu musicians and fans and everything i know it's a little difficult because obviously infrastructure when mm. it comes to business is 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 not the same in africa as well as united states or even europe uh, and being honest with you is the same with my country you know in latin america even though it's my strongest um i mean uh following. audience yeah. following i don't play as much there i play mm. more in united states or europe because the reasons that we all know is where the yeah. business is is more but that being said i want to i want to change that to be honest i want to change that and i want to be able to share my music and to share my my life with so many people in in all over and obviously africa is one of my priorities Absolutely. And this is from your lips to the universe. And of course, you know, when we gather and we speak on it, you know, as more or as, as one or more, in fact, it shall come to pass if we only just believe. And I think you will be here again one of these days. And I will see you there. Crossfit. Absolute. I will be right in front. <laughs> I'll be the one with the microphone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Trying to get the next scoop. But all the best, Rodriguez. And I want to say, you know, really on this wonderful Sunday, thank you so much for joining us. You know, thank you so much. Thank for, you so for much for time. the invitation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you. Much love to you. Much love to your audience. Keep doing the beautiful work. I appreciate it. And of course, you know, thank you and all the best with the tour. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Of course, that's when you are on our stages here, you know, and uh, we celebrate your music even more with a wonderful audience who are only just waiting to see you again. I can't wait to see all of you again. Thank you. A absolutely. He is a jazz pianist, band leader, Alfredo Rodriguez, and he was our cover story here on The K-Jazz Show.